0: You're listening to The Lively Show, episode 55. Welcome to The Lively Show. I'm your host, Jess Lively, and this blogcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra intention to your everyday. Welcome to the Thursday Show, guys. Thank you so much for being with me today on this Week of Giving Thursday. This has been one of the biggest giveaways for the Week of Giving that we have created, and it is actually the biggest giveaway I've probably ever done in the six years that I've been blogging and now podcasting. When it came to the Week of Giving and coming up with the things I wanted to do each day, I decided to kind of get inspiration on the Thursday giveaway from the Thursday episodes of The Lively Show. Since February, when the show began, I have been interviewing different guests from all over the world and all over the country and asking them to share their experiences and stories. And often they have created books and courses and products that can benefit us as well. In this episode, I decided to ask each and every one of those guests if they had something they would like to give in the Lively Show Super Fan Giveaway. The idea here is that I know a lot of you have listened to all or almost all of these episodes, and I thought it would be incredible to try to give you something, a little token or a piece of information or wisdom from each of those guests in this giveaway. So that's what I did. I asked each of the guests if they had something to share, and though many of them don't actually have anything to give away or haven't created anything that would be of use here, Many of them do, and those people that do were so gracious and generous and gifted so many things. So I want to go over them quickly so you know what is included in the giveaway, and then we will get to today's interview with UJ Ramdas, the co-author of the 5-Minute Journal, which is my favorite thing of 2014. So let's first go through which items are included in this giveaway and how you can win them. First off, we have Jessica Mernan of OnePartPlant.com. She has donated her plant-based cookie cookbook, A Year of Cookies. Next, we have Michelle Ward of WhenIGrowUpCoach.com. She has gifted An Effective Escape, which is an ebook that shares how she left her corporate job and the steps you can do the same. After that, we have Danielle Moss of TheEveryGirl.com. Danielle shared a wonderful eight by 10 inch print that says, Faith will get you everywhere, just you wait. Next, we have Kim Vargo of yellowbrickhome.com. She has shared eight by 10 inch Paris prints that are taken from looking down on the grounds in front of the Eiffel Tower. A fun behind the scenes here. Kim actually took that photo while we were traveling in Paris together when she and her husband married Mr. Lively and I in Paris. Next, we have Dana Schultz from theminimalistbaker.com. She's sharing her 31 meals cookbook with healthy, simple recipes. And we have Gala Darling of GaladDarling.com sharing her Radical Self Love Bible School, which is a three month program to help you unlock your creative side. Next, we have Amber Housley of AmberHousley.com. She is gifting a custom address stamp made just for you. Next, we have Lindsay Ostrom from A Pinch of Yum. She has two goodies for you. One is Food Blogger Pro, which is a membership site with over 300 tutorials to help you sharpen your blogging skills and other handy tools. And she's giving away Tasty Food Photography, her ebook, helping you take your food photos to the next level. After that, we have Noah Kagan of AppSumo and OKDork.com. Noah is gifting Kingsumo.com licenses so you can have access to all the tech stuff that will help your blog grow. And as we're talking about the blogger stuff here, guys, if you don't have a blog, that's totally fine. Feel free to gift these products to people you think might be able to use them and keep the other things that are useful for you. After that, we have Esme Wang of EsmeWang.com. She has donated a beautiful inspirational print. And then we have Joy Wilson of JoyTheBaker.com. She's gifted Homemade Decadence, her second cookbook filled with 125 sweet treats any home cook can make. After that, we have Rachel McDonald of In Spaces Between. She has gifted her incredible duo of books, Spirited and the Spirited 2014 Companion. These books were co-authored with Tara Bliss. I've read and purchased them myself and can't recommend them enough. After that, we have Mary Beth Storjahan of Workable Wealth. Mary Beth has actually donated two 90-minute focus coaching sessions so that the people who win this giveaway are able to work with her one-on-one for 90 minutes and look through their current financial situation and goals with her, which I think is a huge value for anyone who wins the superfan giveaway. After that, we have Whitney English of WhitneyEnglish.com. As you guys know, she is the powerhouse behind The Day Designer, which is a fabulous 2015 calendar and planner and everything. It's really beautiful and very, very helpful. Then there's me, moi. I am donating two Be Brave prints that are in collaboration with designer Becky Murphy of ChipperThings.com. Becky's actually gonna be coming on the show in 2015, and I can't wait for that conversation. After that, we have Joy Cho of Oh Joy. She's gifted her book, Creative Inc., to help you start a freelance business. Then we have Laura Casey of lauracasey.com. She's gifting her brand new book, Make It Happen. After that, we have Corbett Barr of fizzle.co. He's gifting three-month fizzle memberships to the people that win the giveaway, which is a training resource and community for business owners. Next, we have Jen Gotch of Bando. I asked her to gift her Bando ear buddies that are super cute because I figured the winners of these super fan giveaways probably listen to podcasts and music a lot, which means that they may want some cute new earbuds to listen to the shows and the podcasts they listened to in 2015. And next we have Courtney Carver from BeMoreWithLess.com. She's gifted two items as well. She's giving Mini Missions for Simplicity, which is an ebook about the actions you can take to improve your life, and her micro course, How to Create a Meaningful Morning Routine. After that, we have Brooke White of the Girls with Glasses show. She's gifted a handful of her CDs. And then we have, last but not least, UJ Ramadas from this episode, Gifting the 5-Minute Journal, which we're going to talk more about. Before we get to that, though, let's talk about how you actually win all the swag, right? There are two simple things you must do. One is follow me on Instagram at Jess C. Lively, And the second thing you can do after you've followed me on Instagram is to share a picture of where you listen to The Lively Show and use the hashtag, the lively show. Hashtag the lively show is how you will actually officially be entered. You have to share your picture before Sunday, December 21st. So you have between now and Sunday, December 21st to use that hashtag and enter this giveaway. We will randomly be selecting the winner on Monday, the 22nd. My associate producer, Ashley, will be going in and finding all of the pictures that are tagged between now and that December 21st at midnight deadline, and we will be selecting those two random winners from that batch of photos. So thank you guys so much for doing that. I can't wait to see all the places and the spaces that you're listening to the show in, and I really am so excited for the two winners who are going to be winning all of this swag to see how this is benefiting their lives in 2015 and now let's go on to the show in this episode we're talking with UJ Ramdas the co-author of the five-minute journal this episode is shorter than our normal Thursday episodes which is fine because I just did a very long introduction here going through all of the giveaway items and UJ was on a time crunch with us so he squeezed us in and I'm so grateful for that time In this episode, we'll go over how he got to the 5-Minute Journal, the science behind it, and a little bit more about his own habits and the things that he's been working on in his own life. Let's go to the show. Thank you so much for spending time with me, UJ. I really appreciate this.
1: My pleasure, Jess. Happy to be here.
0: And normally our episodes are a little longer and we have more time to go in depth, but you are on a tight deadline. So I'm going to try to ask these questions to you in a more rapid fire way than I normally would, but hopefully we can cover a lot of ground in that time.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
0: Okay, so let's start with your background. How did you get to where you are now?
1: Well, I have a background in behavioral science and that, that was kind of my focus in university for a while until I realized that... The world of psychology is, isn't all what I thought it was and they weren't really focused on creating results and really making a difference. And I always was interested in business and marketing and learning how to make cool things. And I, w- I was obsessed about freedom, freedom of time, freedom to do what I want to do, when I want, how I want, with who I want. And so in that pursuit of behavior, like I, one of the projects I was involved in before Intelligent Change, before the 5-Minute Journal, it was a clinic for behavioral change, and I was there for a while. And I had a good sense of the the real stuff that people deal with, right? So the, the people around you, your family, your friends, um, the people you see in, in school at work, they all walk around like everything's okay, but actually things aren't. And when when things go, really go wrong, you know, they, they see they go to places like a behavioral clinic where they look for assistance. And so I I really had a good sense of like, what are people struggling with? What's going on here? And how to make sense of it in a way that was easy and effective. Alex is a good friend of mine, um, my co-founder of Intelligent Change and the co-creator of the journal.
0: How did you guys meet? Good friends. From school?
1: Good friends from, well, can't say good friends from school. We just knew about each other from school, but... A few years later, I was very interested in business, in online business, and, and someone who'd, who'd really created something similar to what I wanted to create. And, and the mutual friends led me back to Alex. And that's when we really connected. Because Alex had, is also behind Luxie Hair, which is a pretty large YouTube uh, channel. They do hair tutorials. They have a hair section company, et cetera. So I had a background in that. So I was very interested in how he started to do that and we became very good friends to this day, very close friends. It's incredible to to have one of my closest friends as a business partner. It's fun. We see the world very similarly. Well, we see the world differently, but we have the same values. And I really believe a value fit, whether it be in business, in your personal life, your partner, your family, your friends, value fit is the most important thing.
0: Love it. Okay, so tell us how you guys got the idea for the journal.
1: It was actually – very anticlimactic. So we, we used to do these epic walks. It was, a, it was a weekend. And we would go for like three, four hour walks and just talk about everything from life to philosophy, to business, behavior. And Alex always started his morning with gratitude. And, and that was his thing. I always finished the night with a journaling practice.
0: Okay. So he was already doing that stuff on his own before the journal idea came out.
1: He wasn't writing it down. So he, he used to take a gratitude walk with his wife. That's what he did. And I used to close the day off with like an introspection. And it was a 15, 20-minute process. Like I really took stock of the day and looked at what happened. What was good? What was not good? How can I make this better? All of this. I have five journals going on any given time. So it's, I'm, <laughs> I'm different you know, in this way. I don't expect other people to, to do this. But what we did was he was like, dude, I'm very interested in your practice. What do you do this, this thing every night before you go to bed? So I told him. And then he was like, listen, this is amazing. You know, this is a little complicated, but I would love we could make a book and share it with people. And that was it. <laughs> that, was, that was it. He smiled. I smiled. We shook hands. Done.
0: Okay. So how did you guys decide what went into the pages of the journal?
1: Well, there's, there's a lot of research behind the five-minute Journal, right? So I'm the science guy. So I knew for a fair degree about what worked in behavior, what didn't. And also, there was a bunch of research to, to back that up. And so we looked at the research and looked at all the stuff we could put in there. There was a bunch of stuff like the, you know, it takes time, 15, 20 minutes to do a practice. If you whittle it down, you have to cut out like 75% of that and just leave the very essential. Both of us like, ha- had an intuitive sense of what worked and what didn't. And it was, it was pretty seamless. We just knew there were some things that had to be there and some things that didn't. The most important thing was it, was, it, it needed to be easy for people to do, right? It, it, it has to be fun and beautiful for people to actually like, do it. It can't be a chore. It can't be something that people are like, oh, i got to do this again. can't be like that. It has to be fun. It has to be like, engaging. It has to be energizing.
0: Yeah, no, it totally is. And I am totally more like you, where I would do something longer and more drawn out. But my husband, Mr. Lively, for example, is not that type of person and does not have that interest much at all. So the fact that he's been doing it, he's got he's on day number six as we're recording That's this. That's amazing. As I, said, I he know. did the five
1: day challenge. Awesome.
0: He did the 5 day t- challenge, and it became this whole running thing. So for those that are listening who may not have the journal, when you start the journal, you guys have a great on-ramping process that makes you reflect on what you will do to celebrate if you do it for five days and what you will do if you don't do it for five days. If he did not do it, he wrote down that he would watch Pride and Prejudice, the BBC version with me, which is like <laughs> one of my favorite movies, and it's six hours long. So that was his... his uh consequence if he didn't do it. And then he was going to get himself a new keyboard if he did it for five days, which I thought was a very exorbitant reward for five day journaling. <laughs> I said I would get some nice Christmas tea that was like $10. He's buying a keyboard. So I guess, you know, everyone has their own motivators. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He just, he
1: just likes to go big or go home.
0: I know, pretty much. But he is not the type of person who would normally be doing this. And now here he is doing it on day six. We'll see, you know, day 75. But hey, I think he's really enjoying it. And I think it is for all the reasons you said. It's super simple. Give us an example of one of the scientific things that went into the questions we see in the journal.
1: Sure, I'll cover that in a second. But one tip I have for you and your husband, Jess, like one of the most powerful things you can do as a couple is actually share the things you write in your journal as you begin and end the day, because as you know, beginning and ending the day, can be very powerful. When you start the day, you get a sense of how the other person's day is going to go based on their questions.
0: Huh, that's really interesting. We, ha- we always do it at night. We always ask, what's the best thing that happened to you today? That's always been a thing for years we've done. This yeah. Kind of like one of the three amazing things that happened to you today. Actually, I might as well at this point, just for those listening, the pages are divided in half and the top half is the morning. The bottom half is the evening. And there's three questions in the morning. You fill out the top three things you're grateful for, what three things you would do to make the day great, and a daily affirmation about you are blank today this is what you would like to feel or experience. And then the evenings, you say three amazing things that happened today, and then what you could have done to make the day better. So that's what we're talking about as we're having this conversation. Where's the science behind those questions?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. One of the most powerful and most researched emotions in positive psychology is gratitude. It has shown to do remarkably surprising changes in people who do it just even once in a week. So in a study where three groups of people were assigned three different tasks, so one of them were asked to write three things they are grateful for once a week for 12 weeks. The second group was assigned to write three things that happened that week, not good, not bad, just three things that happened. The third condition was the hassles condition, where they had to write three hassles that they had during the week.
0: Yeah, that doesn't sound very good. You're thinking constantly about all the things that went wrong.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> Remarkably, they found that the people self-reported happiness went up about 20%, 25% you know, at the end of 12-week period. Not just once a week. That's like less than a few minutes they're taking to write down what they're grateful for.
0: It almost feels unrealistic. It is. Like, I don't know that I'd feel happier for once a week. Just...
1: <laughs> Look at the research. It's, it's, it's kind of nuts. And for some reason, the researchers still can't figure out The condition that wrote the gratitude journals exercised more, like up to 30 minutes more per week, which is a significant amount if you think about it.
0: Do you think that they're writing those things like they're grateful for the exercise that they did That's one of the things?
1: (laughs) Totally possible. Totally possible. But we thought, what if people did it every day? Not just that. If they did four other questions that really, really jacked up their potential for experiencing well-being and happiness and a better sense of self. And so that's what we do. So typically this isn't advised for somebody who's getting out of depression or is feeling like super low all the time because it's too much for them. They're not going to experience what you could possibly experience. It's for people who have a growth mindset who are looking to grow, be better every day, uh, looking to improve performance, looking to experience a greater degree of connectedness with their friends, their family, their spouses, et cetera.
0: I know. I wish I could be like Oprah Winfrey and just say, everyone listening is getting one of these books because I really would. I gave it to my family. I think it's going to be my go-to gift for a lot of people that I think might enjoy it. Was there any question or exercise you wish you could have included that didn't make the cut because of space or time?
1: Well, I actually wanted to include like 10 good things that happened. today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> 10 would make you really think about it. Right.
1: That's what I did. That was... One, one of the things I did at the end of the day, but realized, you know, at three, was, it was going to be a stretch for a lot of people. But th- that was the feedback we kept getting from multiple sources. Like, you know, five is a bit much. Let's keep it at three. I'm like,
0: really? Do you have like a 35-minute journal somewhere that we haven't seen yet <laughs> that you're working on instead of the five-minute?
1: Considering I have three to five journals running at any given time, <laughs> there might be other things coming down the pipeline. <laughs> so we'll see.
0: Yeah, the 10-minute journal coming soon. <laughs> What else do you do in your morning and evening routine? It sounds like you've got a pretty robust routine here
1: well I like to meditate I like to journal as I like to freestyle journal which is different from the practice that I've talked about I like to work out and I like to get in a, like a nice walk during the day and it could be during the early part of the day like today for example today is my call day so I do all my calls today. Um, in which case, I, I, I take a call, like take a walk later on in the day, but just ensure I get physical activity. That's not working out sometime in the day.
0: Okay, so you do some movements, but you don't consider that part of your workout?
1: That's not really working out. Working out is associated with going to the gym. I, I believe the functional stuff is really important because that's, that's what human beings are used to on a, on a consistent basis. And it's, it's just something that's important for us to do because it's correlated with strength it's correlated with longevity it's correlated with great biomarkers there's tons of good good evidence for that and i read i'd like to read every day but i don't get to do sometimes because i'm i'm just random stuff but reading absolutely on the weekends i love reading
0: yeah it sounds like you have somewhat of a private victory that ca- stephen covey talks about in his seven habits book
1: private victory
0: It sounds like you're already doing it, but it sounds like you're into this stuff. So I'd highly recommend if you haven't read The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People.
1: I have. It's just been been a long time.
0: (laughs) The last habit is about sharpening the saw. And he talks about spending an hour a day focusing on the three of the four areas, um, your physical, spiritual, and mental well-being. And then you can bring your best self to the emotional areas with other people and relationships. So it sounds like you have a, a very strong practice in very similar ways. One of the things I noticed from your introduction in the book and your acknowledgments is that you mentioned Tim Ferriss as one of your teachers. How is Tim one of your teachers?
1: I've met him a few times, but apart from that, we haven't had too much communication. I really believe in the concept of virtual mentors, right? We have this time and we're in this age where it's amazing. We have access to people's best material like never before, right? We have access to people's videos, their written word, their books, their podcasts, it's remarkable. And Tim's someone I admire because of how his mind works and how he deconstructs things. And he was a real inspiration to, to start the Five Minute Journal, frankly. That was a muse business. And what he's done with learning and creating businesses and investing is, is just an incredible, it's a great stepping stone. And it makes things simpler for me, for sure.
0: Cool. So on each page of the book, there is a quote at the top of it, a notable quote. And one of them I noticed was you a few weeks ago, but I was kind of surprised by the quote itself. So I want to get the backstory. In the quote you shared, ignorance is bliss till you get screwed, which actually I thought was kind of a negative quote for such a positive journal. So what's going on there?
1: Well, truth, right? The truth is is one of the most important things. And sometimes people get stuck in negative patterns and, and negative behaviors because they're not willing to confront the truth. This whole concept of ignorance is bliss gets thrown around, but it's actually not. Ignorance can do a lot of damage, and ignorance has and continues to do a lot of damage. But when someone says, you know what, I'm, I'm not willing to be ignorant anymore, I wanna look at the truth, I wanna see the reality of what's happening, that's what really gives people an opportunity to change. All progress starts with the truth.
0: Where did this come from, personally? Um. It wasn't a personal experience. I think towards the
1: end of, end of my time in academia, I heard people say that a few times when they said, oh, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a PhD. I like the confines of academia. I don't like the real world ignorance is bliss. And I said, you're going to get screwed because if you don't realize that at some point you're going to have to fend for yourself and you have to face the realities of real world situations. Things aren't going to go well. And a deferred reality is a painful reality. A reality that you say, I'll confront this later, is something that's going to come back bite you in the rear, rear end. It's not, it's not fun.
0: That's really interesting. It's nice to have the backstory to that.
1: Another way to say that probably would be all progress starts with telling the truth. But it, it's not nearly as incisive as the other quote, because it makes you really think. You're like, wow, okay, that was a strong word. And that has you questioned exactly the way you questioned me today. So that, that's exactly the point of it.
0: <laughs> okay, you asked me to save you a bunch of time at the end for those last two questions. So what doubts or internal resistance are you facing in your life? About
1: six months ago, I, I nearly died in a motorcycle crash in Bali, Indonesia. And I was there for about a few months. And I was on this beautiful bike, a Yamaha Bison. And I just didn't realize the road went through a main intersection. And uh, I just had no idea. I thought the road ended and I had to turn left. And I rode full speed, 70 plus, into a main intersection, T-bone to car. So four broken ribs on the right side, partially collapsed lung, blood everywhere, a shattered pelvis in three places. And I was conscious
0: through the entire
1: thing. It took about three or four months for me to walk again.
0: While you're in Bali.
1: Yeah, so I was in Bali for about a month. I couldn't move very much for the first month. But once I had a few surgeries, I could get on my feet. I couldn't walk, but I could be on my feet. My shattered pelvis was still healing. It took a while for me to, to walk again, basically, because I needed support. Through, through that entire thing, mentally was very resilient. Spiritually was very resilient. And my physical healing was good. But there, were, there was some emotional work that I couldn't do. When that kind of stuff happens to you in a foreign country, there is innumerable amounts of stuff that you actually have to work through. The cops, the driver, the language barriers, the hospitals, the reports, everything. It's, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff coming at you. And I, I couldn't really process a lot of, of the emotions that happened there. And so that's, that's kind of what's happening now. So I'm taking the month of December – more or less to, to myself, I'm, I'm going to be doing um, a self-styled meditation retreat the, at the end of the month and, and just going deeper into myself and opening up that, those parts of myself so I can heal on that front as well.
0: Yeah. Is there anything that you need to pay a lot of attention to that has come from that accident or surface because of it?
1: Well, I think pain is access to meaning. Pain is pain. It's neither a good thing or a bad thing. That's the thing.
0: Yes, yeah, suffering is optional. <laughs>
1: exactly. Exactly. Suffering is optional. Pain is pain. It is what it is. What you make it mean can make all the difference. It can make all the difference. It can change everything.
0: How did you change the pain?
1: Face it every day. Face it every day. And ask yourself, how can I use this?
0: So that's what you're going to be thinking about in your retreat at the end of the month?
1: That's different because I've already used it from an emotional perspective. It's harder for me to process grief and an emotional hurt. And so that's what I'm going to be processing at the end of the month.
0: As a result of the accident?
1: Yeah. Yeah. A lot of that's had had to get shut down for stuff to actually move.
0: Yeah. You're kind of in survival mode for a long time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And even when you're not. You know, it just gets buried. It doesn't actually get worked through. And I think working through that is an important thing to do because later, like I said, it might bite you in the ass.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you don't want to have the ignorance. Absolutely. So, what would you tell someone who's just starting out on this journey?
1: The greatest asset you can ever have is hunger. The second greatest asset you can ever have is a good mentor. And as long as every day you're moving forward through a habit or behavior or something that keeps you going, you'll be good. And if there is something else I could add to that, I'd just say never settle. Never settle.
0: Well said. I really, really appreciate this. And I really have to say, I'm obsessed with this book. Thank you so much for creating it.
1: I really appreciate you having me here, Jess.
0: And there you have it. Thank you so much, UJ, for spending your time with us today. And thank you for listening. If you'd like to send UJ a message, you can do so on Twitter. His handle is at UJ Ramdas. UJ R-A-M-D-A-S. And remember, the week of giving is still going. For those who have missed the first few days of the week of giving, I'll do a quick recap. There is a one-on-one mentorship for one year going on. That was Monday's giveaway. Tuesday's giveaway was the gift of giving items that are my favorite things from 2014. Wednesday was the Be The Light desktop wallpapers, eight by 10 inch prints, and gift tags. To create the Be the Light printables, I worked with the amazing Alana of SugarandType.com. She's the person who also does the Instagram quotes from the Lively Show guests that you see on Fridays for #FlashbackFriday, and she did an incredible job. And we have the Superfan giveaway, which I've just shared today. If you'd like to go apply for any of those things and get to download those printables, go over to JessLively.com/blog, and you will see all of the giveaways from this week right there. In addition, if you'd like to apply, again, for the super fan giveaway, you go over to Instagram, follow me at Lively, and then hashtag a photo with you listening to the show. It doesn't have to be a picture of you listening, but just Share a picture of where you listen to the show with the hashtag TheLivelyShow by Sunday, December 21st. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I can't wait to share my final item for the week of giving tomorrow, which you will see through email if you're following me there, or you'll see on the blog as well. May something wonderful happen to you today.